Welcome back to New to Medical Device Sales. I am your host, Jacob McLaughlin, and today I have a very special guest. I'm excited to bring Chris Ryan to you guys because Chris was a former athletic trainer who has now broken into medical device sales with one of the top medical device sale companies in the world. So Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Really excited yeah. to be on here and try to shed some knowledge. Yeah, man, we're, we're excited to have you. Uh, the, the fun thing is I was actually looking at my messages before this. Chris reached out to me a while back trying to break into medical device sales and then to, to get that message from Chris to say, hey, I broke in. You know, he did it. He was one of the few people I joke around on here that didn't give up. He stuck with it and it was able to pay off. So Chris, first off, congratulations on, on landing, breaking in. Um, but second of all, can you kind of go into your background um, and, and, and where you got to this point? Yeah, so um, I graduated from the University of Georgia, um, athletic training, and moved up here to, to Charlotte, North Carolina. My fiance just she had a, a good job opportunity right out of college, so she moved here, and I followed her. And I just had her heard through other connections that Ortho Carolina was a great orthopedic practice to go work for, and you can get in with athletic training. So I in turn applied there, got a job here, and I mean I heard about medical sales prior to going to this job. But I really didn't have, I had no idea what it was or anything about it. So I took this job. Um, it was with hips and knees. So it was, my background was primarily hips, knees, shoulders, ankles, those kind of things. So I got that job and I was there for a year and finally just started looking more into medical device sales since a lot of reps came into my office, talking to the physicians, talking to assistants, just trying to talk to us and just figure out like, what is, what is he like? What is she like? and talked to them and really enjoyed what they had to say and now we're here yeah yeah i love it so during that transition time right because I, I was just telling you i do have a decent amount of people who are in like the strength and conditioning athletic training personal training background come in what was it during your time that you were working as an athletic trainer and then talking with these medical device sales reps what was kind of the some of the points that made you think about and and eventually leave athletic training to come to medical device sales what were kind of the points for you yeah. So when they, I tend to just ask them like, Hey, so what do, what do you do? Like you're bringing these trays in here. Like, what do you, cause some come in there and scrub, some come in suits. And I was like, so what do you do? And they told me what they did. And I'm like, Oh, so you're in the OR all the time. And that was always one of my goals is I want to be in the OR, help provide for like a family and live a life that I wanted to live and in, impact lives more every, every day and just in, diff in a different way. And when I talked to them, they're like, yeah, I'm in OR much all the time. I do this in the surgery you should come shad me one day. Just come hang out, see if you like it. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So I got my credentials at the hospital. Um, they let me in and it was eye-opening to what they do. Like it was, I mean, I thought they were just kind of like fly on the wall, just kind of there just in case something happened. But the guy I followed, I mean, he was all over the place. He was telling the text, grab this, grab that. Surgeon was asking him questions and he was just spitting off knowledge. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, there is no way... <laughs> Like, this is just, this is this good. Like, to where, I mean, he's making a good living. She's making a good living. But also, they are really entwined with the surgeon and the surgeries. And then they're in the OR. So, that checked off all my boxes. So, that really made me dive, deep dive into how do I get into this field? How much can I learn about it? Who do I need to reach out to in order to get in? I love it, man. And, and I, I can totally relate that. That was actually mine. Is I, I had, during my networking, one of my buddies out here, uh, was able to give me and I shadowed him same thing he was so knowledgeable of 
they, he actually had the whole surgery lined up and he knew what piece to go and he coached the scrub tech and then the shoulder, uh, he would tell the surgeon what would be like, it was just amazing. Like you said, the amount of value that they bring and because what you'll learn. And as you already know, and I tell people that are trying to break in, there's a big difference between a good rep and a bad rep. And the surgeons know that. And if you're a good rep, <laughs> your business can be very nice oh, yeah. um, with it because it's the amount of value you bring. And, and like we always talk about, that's somebody's mom, dad, father, son, like whatever it is on the table, brother, sister, you know? So like, that's my biggest point. And I, I love that you went into it. Now I got to ask, from that time, when you're asking reps, you're trying to shadow, you're reaching out to people. How many reps and people in the industry do you think you actually like reached out to? So before that, I, I mean, maybe 10. Not very, to me, I thought that was, okay, I'm reaching out to all the guys in my area. But I actually came across another individual who was in Atlanta and worked for a big company here in Charlotte. And he said, hey, you should go listen to this guy's podcast. This guy, Jacob, go listen to his podcast. I'm like, all right, cool. So I go listen to the podcast and you were just shedding all this knowledge about getting an Excel sheet, doing this, doing that. So I went on my computer, I made an Excel sheet and I started getting on um, LinkedIn and MedReps, the premium version yep. of it. And I would go through and I would add, I picked like four or five of the top companies in orthopedics. And I added every single person who worked in that company in Charlotte, where I wanted to be. And I added everybody. I also sent them all messages and I kept track of, like names, phone numbers, emails, what discipline they're in, what company they work for, what territory they ran, and everything, and when I last talked to them. And I, after that, I probably messaged at least a couple hundred, and I probably spoke to her at phone numbers for at least 70 or 80 of those. And that's when, that's what my, my Excel sheet was, people I actually had a phone number for. So I kept those lined up, and I would get on there every week or two weeks and check it. Well, I check it every day, but every two weeks, if I didn't contact them in two weeks. I shoot a message or call them just to check in and follow up with just how you doing. Um, do you have, have you heard any job openings? Can I shadow you? Is there like a surgery I can watch? Just anything of that nature. I love it, man. Like I can't stop grinning ear to ear smiling because it's like, you know, to hear that someone from Atlanta hearing, you know, and then they put you onto this. And, and what makes me the most excited after you've like listened to the podcast is like, you know, you did it. You know, like everybody always asks me, I just made a podcast about this. Everyone asked me what the, the, the secret recipe is. I don't think there is a secret recipe. The only thing I can say is network, 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 and, and follow up and, and do the right things, which you did. And you got the job, right? Like I, I always tell people, it's not what you know, it's who, you know, but it's, it's making those relationships and it's showing because this is what I love about what, like the process that you did, what I did is when you are following up every two weeks, it's showing that you're doing the job, right? Like it's, it's the same once you're in. And that's what these managers, these reps want to see is, hey, this guy actually is responsible. He is going to show up. He is persistent. He is respectful, you know, and, and, and it's just building your resume while you're trying to, to break in. And I think that's one reason why, again, you, you knew what you wanted, just like myself. You knew you wanted to be with a top company. You went to those areas and then you, you locked in. And, and that's what's to help stand apart or make you stand apart. And now you're in. Yeah. I mean, I did the bed reps thing and I mean, it worked. I mean, I applied to every job I could in my area, but I think I only got two replies back and most of them were, you don't have sales experience. Yeah. So then I realized the biggest key with that website was actually the recruiters are on the listings and their phone numbers and emails are on there. So I would start adding the recruiters to my Excel sheet and not call the recruiters. 
not for the job specifically, but for really in general, like, hey, you recruit for these companies. Can you let me know if there's an opening kind yep. of thing? So then it's more of me networking versus me giving them a blank piece of paper or something that just has some words on it rather than meeting me. So that, that worked out better too. And But mainly it was LinkedIn and just talking to people because seeing my resume out didn't really help me. It was more of somebody getting on the phone with me. Can I, can I talk to somebody? If I can talk to them, I usually can portray a better image than my resume can portray. 100%, man. I tell everybody, everybody who looked at my resume told me it sucked. Uh, so like, that was always it, being able to like, just sell yourself. But I love that, man. Like what, and what it shows Chris is, and everybody who's listening is, he didn't sit on his hands and wait. He was calling recruiters to go get like these jobs. And to, just to make that relationship, he wasn't afraid to get rejected, which during this journey, you're going to get rejected. So I just say that, but like, that's what makes people stand out is what you'll hear in this story that Chris is telling. He was a go-getter and with his go-getter mentality, he was able to relate his past experiences and why he would be a great rep to where he's at now. Um, so kind of just going into that, you know, what did you do during that process of reaching out to these, these recruiters, these reps, these managers to kind of help you stand out, to start getting interviews, start getting your foot in the door? So my main thing was, um, since I already worked for a lot of the surgeons with my past job, um, I used the surgeon I primarily worked for. So I worked for him pretty much four days a week, or I guess three days a week. I worked with him. So I would put his name in my kind of my general message I would send out. And I'll tailor it toward whoever I send it to. So make sure I use their name, their company, the surgeon's name, and my background. But I would try to tailor it toward not saying, hey, do you have an opening? Hey, can we chat? It's more like, hey, can you tell me your experiences with this company? What do you like about it? What do you don't like about it? What discipline are you in? Are you in trauma? Are you in uh, recon? Are you in sports? And usually that kind of helped me out. And then I would just talk to associates. And then I would just email is anybody on their list. So I emailed a VP of a company, had no idea he was a VP of a company. I just, he was on the list and I just started messaging people and I got him on the phone. Like he called me back and I was like, Oh wow. Like you're a VP and you're calling this random guy who has no sales experience at all. And it was just really just asking him like, Hey, can I talk to you about your experiences? Not, Hey, do you have a job? Yep. Like, Hey, I want some knowledge. Like, can you give me some knowledge about how to get in? And I mean, I didn't give it that company, but he still gave me a lot of great information. 100%. I love that because here's the thing, and, and we talk about this all the time. I want you guys to hear in this podcast and what Chris is saying. He didn't come asking. He didn't come expecting a job and, and coming. He was just coming eager to learn, right? And, and that's what separated. It was the same with me. I never asked for a job. I never sent my resume to anybody. I honestly just was like, hey, can I learn? You've been in the uh, – you've been into the industry for a while. Can I just learn about your experiences? And the thing I want you also to hear is Chris reached out to associates. Like everybody will reach out to me and be like, who should I reach out to? And I'm like, everyone, because if you're going to break in, you're probably going to be an associate, right? So you should start learning about how they broke in because they most recently just broke in, but also what their life is like, what their job's going to be like. But the thing I want you to continue to hear in Chris's story is, man, like, I just got to give you props, Chris is like, again, you're that go getter mentality. You didn't stop you. You're just always asking. And, and what it showed is you're eager to learn because especially in this industry, as you know, like your job is to do a lot of teaching. Oh yeah. hundred percent. Like you, like I'll be with a lot of scrub techs who they've been with that surgery for a long time. They use certain products for a long time. So they almost can do the surgery, but there are little things that you need to tell them. But also I've worked with some brand new ones who look at me like, what, 
what is this? And yep. you, I mean, some of our cases, they have um, up 19 trays. They have to be able to know what they are, but know what's in them, and then be able to portray to that um, tech, like, or the surgeon or the PA, like, this is what this is. Can you put this together and give this to him or her at this point in time? Like, there's, there's a structure to it, like a flow. So you, you really have to tell them and, like, kind of educate them and be able to do it without touching things. So that's yeah. kind of the hard part is, like, you got to be able to point and say this under that to your right or your left grab that and put it in here so i mean it gets pretty intricate but uh it's really fun it's really enjoyable i mean it's a lot to learn but it's it's a rush it's fun that's a great point and i and i actually we've never really talked about that here on the podcast um can you kind of just go into detail why can't you touch anything yeah because it's, it's a sterile field so they're sterile they're on one side of the sterile field you're on the other side so you're in the or but once you're in this like kind of little box nobody can go in that little area until the field is broken so I can kind of lean and hover over it a little bit, but I can't get my hands anywhere near. So it's kind of, I'm just pointing maybe a foot away from it. And I just have to like kind of point and just tell them, grab that. And they'll touch something like, yes, to the left, grab that underneath or something. And that, that was kind of difficult to get used to, but you start to pick up on like, this looks like that, like this, a boon or a, an L or something. And they'll pick it up pretty easy. Yep. And one of my buddies that I actually shadowed, he used a laser pointer. Yeah, have a, yeah. so he'll do that so we can talk. But that's a great point because we've never talked about that. So once you guys get breaking it or break in, right, I just said we love to teach medical device sales rep is teaching because we can't touch anything. It, it goes through sterile processing. I've talked about the CSPD. Like they have to make it sterile so it can go into surgery. If you touch it, it's not sterile anymore. The whole surgery is gone and you have to go get new trays, which could take four hours to redo, right? Like that's the importance of this. But what we're saying is you have to be able to explain things, talk things through, because you're working with somebody who doesn't sometimes, like Chris said, sometimes they'll be pros. Sometimes they don't know anything about what they're doing. They're like, literally like this happens to me all the time. I'm not an ortho, but I'll have somebody who usually scrubs ortho or trauma and they get pulled in my cases. And I have, they're like, I've never done this case before, but we were short staffed. So I got to be able to coach them into how to use my product and be able to, how to put it together. So you do get really good at explaining things as Chris is saying, but that's where I tell people we love to teach medical device sales reps managers whoever it is they love to teach because that is the job when you're in the or you're teaching people and, and educating people so that's why again i've said it but chris is a living example when you come in and you're eager to learn it's just going to help separate yourself yeah i mean like it's like every day you're learning something different i mean new products came out last week and i'm not even a month in and there's already something new yep that's coming out and now they're like, okay, now you got to learn this. I'm like, well, I haven't even learned. The <laughs> I can, how do I even learn something new? So it's just kind of like, I mean, my senior rep is going to a thing next week to learn about this new product and be like a VIP thing. Yep. So it's just kind of like, it's a, it's a learning process. You just got to keep learning and just keep rolling with it. Yep. And, and can we talk just for a second? Because I try to tell people the reality of once you break in, if you guys have watched my, like, you know, my three month reflection, it was like, Hey, I'm drinking from a fire hose, which it is. And me and Chris were talking about that, but Chris right now, like you said, you're a month in, can you kind of just share what a day and, and I don't mean like specifics, but what's a day look like? What time are you waking up? What, what are you doing? Like, what time are you getting off? What's it looking like you as you're somebody who's brand new, trying to learn, trying to learn hospital systems, trying to learn processes, trying to learn your trays. Like, what does that look like for you right now starting off? Yeah. I mean, my schedule is pretty random. I mean, it's up to the surgeon, but most days I'm up at 430. I mean, the surgery doesn't start till 645 or seven, but I'm an early person. I like to 
do my learning in the morning. So I get up at 4.30, I get to the hospital around five and I go to the cafeteria and I just sit with my computer up and I will just do my learning modules, trying to just learn material in the morning. So then when I go into the surgery, it's kind of, to me, it's more fresh. So I go into a surgery and then sometimes we have one or two, sometimes we have five in a day. So I'll we'll do all those surgeries and then after we'll make sure everything's broken down, reset up for tomorrow and then start again the next day. But the days we don't have anything, I'll still wake up around five, do my studying, get to the hospital by seven and then start getting trays ready for the next day. Cause I just want to make sure that everything is there ready to go. So I'm not scrambling in the morning, but some days I mean, I'll get off at one, some days I'll get off at six. So today, I mean, most days I only have a lunch. You just kind of yep. work through like you, I can't just say, Hey, sorry, I got to go eat some food and come back. Like there's not, you just kind of run to the locker room, grab a bar if you have time, scarf it down and go back Yep. after it. So yeah, my schedule is pretty random, but I just try to get, find at least a few hours a day I can get in to learn something new, like to get back on my modules, get back on my learning sites, watch videos, watch other surgeons and just read um, surgical procedures and try to learn that way. So it, yeah, it's really random, but um, it's really fun still. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And and the reason I just say that is I was an early bird too. Um, and also for me, like working out was always kind of like a, a key for me. But when you're at surgeries, like you said, I would have, sometimes I have to travel an hour, you have to leave at 530. So it's hard to get do stuff before. So it's either like when you're really breaking in, right, you're trying to learn, you're trying to learn the accounts, do everything, but you, you have to do make time for learning. So whether that's in the morning before your cases, or if it's in the evening, sometimes it would be seven, eight o'clock at night for me, I'd be doing my modules as well. So again, just to give you guys an a perspective, but when you do break in, this is, again, it's once you start there, it, like you said, there's some days it's, it's crazy. Some days you are a little lighter. Some days you don't get lunch. Some days you do, you know, like just to kind of expect, you know, it can, it can be a lot once you break in. Um, but Chris, I, we have a lot of people reach out and they, and they're going to listen to this and, and you're going to just resonate with somebody. And I'm so excited for that because, you know, you, you are just living proof of someone who, you know, went above and beyond and, you made it, you know, you, you got in and it was because of how hard you worked and being able to use your relationships and also use your experience to break in. What, what experience would you give or not experience, but advice, what advice would you be giving to people who are like, Hey, I want to reach out to Chris, Chris, what, what, what advice can you give to me to break into medical device sales? And I always say, no matter if you have sales experience, if you don't, um, I just feel like there's general things. And like for yourself and myself, we didn't have sales experience. So what did you do to separate yourself to get the job offers? It's usually just connect. It is connection. That's that is mainly that's that is what it is. Um, I mean, I started at four months before I got my job, and I just reached out to as many people as I could every day, and I try to get as many meetings, get people on the phone every single day I could, and that was the big thing. I mean, getting in front of somebody is is just huge. I mean, that that is, I mean, it is, it is what it is. But I also just keep pushing because I mean, I got two and a half months in, and I it kind of kind of plain, kind of plateaued. Yep. I wasn't getting anybody responding to me. I wasn't getting any more kind of interviews. And all of a sudden, in one week, it spiked again. And I got five, 10 people on the phone. So I would say, just don't give up, keep pushing. And I mean, I had two interviews prior to mine. And some people I know, you're like on your podcast, you say it could take months for an interview, which one of mine, it took about a month or two months to go through the process. But um, for another one, it took a week. Yep. I mean, I had two interviews within a day of each other and that was it and they offered put the offer on the table so it's kind of like it and they called like somebody quit and they called and said hey we need somebody 
I called some of my other like reps and they mentioned your name. Do you want to come in and talk and like go for a lunch or something? Yep. And that was it. And then the next day I met the general manager and the next day I had the job. So, I mean, it could literally flip in a couple of days. So yep. I would just say, keep pushing. And if you want it bad enough, you will, you will get in. You just got to keep pushing and keep trying. That's great advice. That amazing advice right there, right? Like it's just don't give up. But like you say, I tell everybody it's a roller coaster in and out of breaking in. There's some days you're high and there's some days you get called and the job you just got applied for just got told that it got landed by somebody else and you were only through number one round, right? Like it's the ups and downs, but like you're saying, this is why I'm so big and just not giving up being relentless like you were. Like you're saying, 24 hours could change your life. You literally can go from it's too, like this happened to me. It was Tuesday and it's like, nothing's happening. And at Tuesday at 3 PM, I get a call and be like, Hey, you have an interview Friday. Like that just changed everything that changed the whole week that changed, you know, like that's the opportunity. And like you said, it matters where the company is at that position. I tell people all the, all the time, you know, if they don't need an associate sales rep right now, but they might, they're going to drag their feet. They don't, cause there's not the need for it. But like you said, if there's somebody who quit or two people who quit and they really need somebody, the process can get sped up a lot. They need it fast. Like, what is like job? Like, you, they need it. They need it now. If somebody leaves, that spot is empty. I mean, somebody else has to pick it up. And if the other two or three or four people on your team are all super busy, now you're gone, or somebody else is gone on your team, that's a lot of work to pick up, a lot of trades and a lot of stuff to work on. So, my boss just called me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it's just, if they need it then, they're ready to go now. Like, they were asking, like, when can you start kind of thing. Yep. Um, I would also say like when I had another interview, I got to the last round, like you said, between me and another guy and I didn't get it because I didn't have sales experience. The person, or the person inter- was an intern with that company. Yep. At the end of the interview, I didn't close. It, when, I, when I left, I'm like, okay, it's pretty good. They want to see me next week. I followed up next day, nothing. And I didn't get it because the other guy got the job. So that's why I was like, okay, start listening to your podcast and learn like you got to close. You got to tell them like, Hey, what do you need in a rep? What do you want in a rep? What's, what's the next steps kind of thing rather than saying, well, great. Like, you guys are all questions. Have a good one and walk out the door. Like you got to close it. You got to yep. let them know like, what do you want in the rep? What do you think I can work on? Or what do you think I can bring to the table? I'm just anything, but you got to close it. You got to let them know like you're interested and you're the best candidate. hundred percent. Because, and I, I say this to everybody who's trying to break in is it's because doctors are really good and really smart people, but they're really good at pushing you off, right? They don't want to talk to you a lot of times. And if you're talking to a competitive doctor, they're going to be really good. at be like, Hey, have a good day. Walk off. Right. And they'll, they'll get out of there with it. Cause you don't want to make things uncomfortable. And that that's what they're looking for in these interview processes is right. Like, it's not like every doctor I go to see and every doctor you go to see is like, Chris, what's up? Like, so excited to see you. You're trying to sell me something new, right? Like, that's not it at all. It's, they're going to be like trying to get out of the way, have excuses, right? You need to be able to have a good educational talk with them and close them and, and get a, something on the books or, you know, just make the next steps, make that relationship. So I think that's just a huge, huge spot to touch on for everybody listening is, you know, again, listen to, please listen to what Chris is saying is going above and beyond where he's doing with reaching out to people never giving up, following up, you know, closing on the interviews, doing the little things to show that he was eager. And like he said, he knew if he stayed with it long enough, he'd break in, which he did. So again, Chris, I just want to say thank you so much. I appreciate your your story and, and how many people it's going to help. I'm really excited to see. Yeah, I really appreciate, appreciate you having me. I mean, this is great. 
I mean, your, your podcast, podcast did a lot for me. So hopefully this episode does something for somebody else. I mean, athletic trainer or not athletic trainer, hopefully it just resonates with somebody and they reach out or if they just keep pushing and all of a sudden a week later, they get a job. Yep. No, and th- they will. This will, this will impact somebody and I'm excited for it. Chris, where can people find you if they want to just reach out to you? Yeah. So I'm, I'm only on LinkedIn mainly. I mean, I always have my phone with me, so it's usually it'll pop up. I mean, you can reach out to me on, I guess, Instagram or Facebook if you want to like send me a message there, but LinkedIn is probably the primary area that you can message me and I'll pick it up. Awesome. Awesome. And is that just Christopher Ryan? Yeah. Christopher Ryan or Chris Ryan. I'm not sure which one it's under, but it's either one of those. Perfect. Yeah. So if you guys just would like to reach out to Chris, please feel free. Um, and again, Chris, just congratulations on breaking in. Thank you for your time on jumping on here. We know you're busy, especially with just breaking in and, and starting your journey, but we really do appreciate you taking the time to, to just help educate our listeners. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. And everybody who's listening, if you guys are watching on the YouTube, you see the new shirt I broke in. Uh, I made these shirts to just give a little present to the hard work you guys put in to get in the back says new to medical device sales. So if you guys break in, please feel free to reach out. But if you guys haven't press that like and subscribe button, if you guys are listening on the podcast, a five-star review helps us reach more people and tell them about this amazing industry industry. If you guys want to reach out, you can find me on TikTok and new to at new to medical device sales, as well as Instagram, new to medical device sales. Otherwise you can reach out to us on LinkedIn as well, where I'm at Jacob McLaughlin. Again, I always get back to everybody. I've jumped on a couple calls just today. I'm always happy to help, but I really appreciate your guys' time and we will see you on the next one. Peace.